This week on Minnesota Native News, new leadership at the MIWRC and plans for a new shelter in the Phillips neighborhood. This is Minnesota Native News. I'm Marie Rock. The coronavirus pandemic has made a lot of problems worse, but one of the biggest is a housing crisis. That's why the state, the city of Minneapolis, and Hennepin County are partnering with the American Indian Community Development Corporation to build a new shelter. AICDC runs another culturally specific shelter, but that one is just for overnights. The new one will be different. Mike Gozi is the CEO of the AICDC. This will be a 24-hour facility. So people will, in fact, almost live there. Uh, we're hoping that people will get signed up for 30 days as is their apartment or their, their home. People will have to apply to live at the new shelter and sign up for 30 days at a time. We're putting in real beds. There'll be a locking wardrobe um, and a chair for folks. We also are doing locking uh, foot lockers. So there will be some storage. The shelter will replace a box factory that's on the site now. That site is between Cedar and Hiawatha Avenues, just south of Franklin. It's where the large encampment set up last year. The Red Lake Nation is building an affordable apartment building next door to where the new shelter will be. Sometimes it's hard to go from homeless to an apartment without any steps in between. And so we look at how we can get people into uh, maybe a harm reduction type living situation to help them stabilize, to get into a position where they can have an apartment and uh, meet all the expectations. Both developments hope to open later in the fall. The Minneapolis Indian Women's Resource Center has a new leader. Former Executive Director Patina Park is now Director of Tribal State Relations. Reporter Lori Stern has more about the woman who's taking her place. Marissa Mayakanda Cummings is introducing herself in her language, Omaha. And our language actually is both Algonquin and Siouan. Um, it's the Degiha Siouan branch. So, um, We have a long history and tradition of being connected and close to those two communities. So I feel very thankful to be welcomed into the Minneapolis area and um, what is now called the state of Minnesota. Maya Kanda Cummings explains she's the oldest of seven siblings, the matriarch of her family since her parents passed away. She has four children. The youngest will be a senior in high school this fall. We also, my partner and I, have four little relatives, little Omaha relatives, ages 6 to 11. So they're also in our home. Cummings is from Sioux City. She went to college at the University of Iowa and for a while worked for the Omaha tribe. At the University of South Dakota, she helped found the Office of Violence Against Women and later became the director of Native American Student Services there. I was working directly with Native students, which is awesome. They are so inspiring and so strong and so fearless. And I just absolutely love them and still, you know, talk to them regularly. We really had a strong network at the Native American Cultural Center there. Students could merge both cultural identity into um, mainstream Western education. Cummings got her master's degree in tribal administration from the University of Minnesota Duluth. There, she learned about nation and community building 
and she learned about indigenous practices to battle patriarchy in both the community and from colonialism. Now she can't wait to put that experience to work. I'm really excited to meet the staff. I'm really excited to better understand the programming that they're doing, to meet the community. I mean, it's just kind of difficult in this time where normally we would do things around food and community building. And right now we we kind of have to um, put that on a hold for the safety of our community. Cummings and her family moved to Minnesota at the beginning of August. She started her new job August 5th. For Minnesota Native News, I'm Lori Stern. Minnesota Native News is produced by Ampers, diverse radio for Minnesota's communities, made possible by funding from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund and the citizens of Minnesota.